everyone. My name is Georgie. I'm Ross. And you're listening to another episode of the 4K Baseball Podcast. Uh, it's been a while, uh, about a month, since we recorded an episode. Lots of things happened. Ross changed a few countries in between, got on a few flights. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. uh, now he's back in the U.S. again. How is it going, man? Uh, it's pretty good. You no, know, back here in California, I went um, back to Macedonia, back home to visit for about basically a week or a little bit longer. And that was really good. Even got to see Georgie. We got to c- catch up a little bit, watch some baseball together, of course. Oh, yeah. And that was a lot of fun. So, but now I'm back in California. Uh, my summer season's over, but I think I'm going to, I we signed up for a training facility here. So got to keep on grinding, man. Hey, that's that's good. That's good to hear. Yeah, we're. I mean, I'm I'm still in Skopje. Nothing has changed here, uh, except that we finally started with some baseball practices. Uh, yeah. It's been a while. We've been brainstorming and and figuring out how to do baseball in times of Corona, especially when you're the only team in the country. Uh, but yeah, we did it. Last week, two practices, 20 kids showed up, both of the practices. It's been, it's been a good, just a good feeling that we could go out and do some baseball. A lot of, surprisingly, we've got a lot of newcomers, which has really been great. And it gives me hope for the future of Macedonian baseball. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, but yeah. Life's good, we're good, and we can finally get together and talk baseball, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was checking up this morning the last time we got uh, and recorded an episode. It was about a month and, like, two or three days ago. A lot of things have changed until then. But the main thing thing stays, man. There is baseball still, and it looks like the season's going to end. I mean, I'm not, I don't want to jinx it, uh, but it does feel like that way, and I'm pretty happy about it. And yeah, so for today, we're not going to go too long into uh, the episode. We have a few segments that we wanted to touch on. And I feel like the best way to start is like the biggest thing that changed in this about a month is the, the trade deadline. It was last week. Uh, it was pretty interesting. I mean, it was kind of like every other deadline. It wasn't much different than, than last year or the year after that. And yeah, it, honestly, it was surprising because, you know, with Corona and everything, I wasn't expecting so many deals. But, yeah, what, what, so we're not going to go into, like, the best trades. I, I feel like if you're listening to this podcast – you already know who is where and what has happened. There's been like, it has been almost a week uh, since all this uh, trades happened. But instead, we're going to talk about our favorite five trades that happened or did not happen uh, on the deadline or before the deadline. So, Ross, you want to start us over with that? All right. So... I may not have five, but I, I'm going to go over like a couple that I feel like are, are big. I mean, you can't do anything 
like not talk about the trade deadline without talking about the Clevenger trade. So the Padres get Mike Clevenger. Indians, I, don't, I, f- I forget if the, they got uh, if the Padres yeah, so, got someone else. Well, they got Greg so, Allen, didn't they? Uh, the I'm looking at it right now. The Padres, which is like which is the team that got the most of the trades, pretty much. They got Clevenger. They got Trevor Rosenthal. They got Austin Adams, Dan Altavilla, Taylor Williams. Those are all pitchers. Then they got Mitch Moreland, my guy. Uh, then they got two catchers, Jason Castro and Austin Nola, and uh, outfielder Greg Allen. Yeah, yeah. So I believe the the trade specifically for uh, Clevenger, it was Mike Clevenger and – uh, Greg Allen that went to San Diego, and then the Padres, the sorry, the Indians got Cal, Cal Quantrill, Josh Naylor, Austin Hedges, Gabriel Arias, Owen Miller, and Joey Cantillo. Yep. So, I mean, none of these get the prospects are big name prospects. I don't, I don't think they had any big name prospects moved this year which is kind of a little bit odd, but that makes sense just because of, like, I mean, it's a short season, and you don't want to risk your future for having a championship and a 60-game thing. I know that people are saying that it's going to be the exact same, but I feel like even – I'm just going to be honest. I feel like it's different. You didn't get to play all your games. It has a different feel to it, and so – yeah, I'm, I'm kind of bummed about baseball with that. If they started the season earlier, if they got, like, half the season in, maybe we'll talk about, like, actually having, like, counting it as, like, for real, for real. But I don't know. But that's just a random segment. Anyway, so they got Clevenger and Greg Allen, and the Indians got all of those players. I feel like this is actually a really good trade for both sides. So the Padres fix one of their holes, which is starting pitching, and Clevenger, and they get a decent outfielder in Greg Allen. And the Indians traded away one of the guys who kind of caused a ruckus in the clubhouse earlier. I don't know if you guys heard about that, but he and Plesak went out when they shouldn't have, and they got sent down to the training camp, and there was a whole bunch of ruckus that Indians didn't want him back. Anyway, so they got rid of that kink in the, in the gear, basically, and they also got a good pitcher in Cal Contrell, I haven't heard of Josh Naylor, but Austin Hedges is one of the best defensive catchers there is. And him paired with Roberto Perez behind the dish is basically one of the one of the premier catching combos that you have now in baseball. So I feel like it's actually going to work out for both teams. So I guess those are uh, two of mine. I don't know if you want to add anything, Georgie. No, I mean, if you didn't mention the, the Padres, I would have mentioned it for sure. Clevenger, I think – you're spot on. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland, yeah, is losing Clevenger, but I think that their rotation is as good as everybody's, honestly. Uh, they got Bieber, who is undoubtedly the best pitcher uh, in the game right now. I'm yeah. even thinking maybe MVP this year. We'll see. Wow. Wow. Hey, you, you, you raised the bar to Cy Young in our first episode. I, I think he might be up for the for the MVP. But, like, regardless of that, they're not losing much. Like, they're losing a great pitcher in Clevenger. But Plesak is back. And then, I don't know if you saw, but Kristen McKenzie is 
is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so they have five starters. Yeah, Savala can pitch as well, and and then they got Beaver. Carrasco I mean, that's just they've always been strong. They've always been strong in pitching. Ever yeah. they had Kluber, they had they had cookies kind of going downhill, but that's just he's kind still, of a he's result. Still, of he's the, still going to give you some good innings. Yeah, yeah, and then they have Clevenger. They've never lacked starting pitching. So I like I like the trade. They got a lot of prospects. You said it like not top tier prospects, maybe, but like that was a good return, especially because there was rumors like a few days before the deadline that Indians are asking too much for Clevenger. So I think it's it's a good trade. On the Padres side, I love the trade. Uh, I personally love uh, the Mitch Moreland trade more for them. I love Mitchie two bags. Uh, of course you do. Of course you do. I mean, he's just a guy who is a reliable hitter, like one of the best hitters in the game. And, and like, he, you're going to put him in the middle of the lineup. He's going to give you the homers. He's going to give you the doubles. He's going to get on base. He's going to score RBIs. He's going to deliver for you. And he has that experience. Yeah, he, he, he was great with the Rangers. He was even better with the Red Sox. And I, I love that. I mean, if they were not stacked before, they are now stacked. Like, they had, what, five days? No, four or five games in a row with, that a different player hit a grand slam. So... I'm excited about the Padres, and I think you are too, because they're in the same division as the Dodgers, and you know, yeah, it it, it gives them a little bit of a competition there. I, I honestly, I would I would say that they're most exciting team right now to watch, and and it's not, you know, we like I remember our conversation in the beginning where we did that funny segment of Tatis versus Paddock, and we both were so wrong because Tatis right now is. He's the face of the league. Best player in the game. Oh yeah, and 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 I'm I'm super excited about the Padres. I love the deals. I even uh, got Austin Nola uh, to my fantasy team in our league. So he delivered I saw last that. night. He hit a homer. I, I like to see that. Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited about the Padres. And then again, I agree with you. Indians did not lose much. I love Clevenger. I think he's going to be awesome, but. Indians are going to be good. Their their pitching is not going to lose. Uh, it's not going to be bad. Yeah. Um, I think I would like another like another team that I would go to is the Red Sox. Um, now, of course you would. Hey, hey, I know, I know. Uh, but I think this has. Been, I said it in the beginning. Uh, we. I did not see this year that we could actually do something. Uh, I, I wasn't expecting much. I knew it's going to be bad. Now, you could say that it's been worse than it, I, anyone could have expected. But I love how Heim Bloom so far is doing uh, this year. Uh, yeah. I already said it. Mitch Moreland got traded to the Padres. We got some a nice return for that. Um, we traded Workman and we traded Workman and Heat Henry to the Phillies for a really good 
for Connor Seabold, who might be a good starter in the future, and Nick Pavetta, who has had some experience in Major League. He hasn't had the best season yet, but I'm 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 wait I I mean we don't have any good starting pitching, so it's an upgrade. Uh, we'll see how it's gonna go, uh, and then uh, Kevin Pillar, we traded him to the Rockies. Uh, that was like everyone knew Pilar is not going to stay with the Red Sox. It was a, you know, one of those moves that you sign an outfielder at the beginning of the year on a one deal contract, and then you're dealing them uh, for whatever uh, at the trade deadline. In this case, we got some uh, international money and um, some cash, but like, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. We got a couple of great prospects. Uh, we got, uh, I don't even know how to say his name Jason Rosario that's definitely not how you say his name uh and Hudson Potts uh there were 16th and 13 and 19th top prospects in the Padres organization so and given that the Padres have the best farm system pretty excited about that uh, that was for Mitch Moreland uh so all in all I'm kind of excited I was expecting maybe Matt Barnes to be traded as well as uh, my guy Christian Vasquez and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. But I'm happy they they were not dealt. Uh, so yeah, I, w- I had to go with the Red Sox just uh, just because just so many things are happening. And I mean, as a fan, uh, I still watch all the games, but it's hard. So I, I, I trust Bloom to, to make the right decisions and so far it looks it looks really good. So we'll see we'll see how it goes. Yeah. So that was Georgie's um Red Sox podcast. Um <laughs> change the name to uh Red Sox with Georgie uh pretty soon. So we'll 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 talk about that. But yes, I'm sure the Red Sox are super geniuses, Georgie. So mm-hmm. Um, Giants again stayed basically. <laughs> they we got one. We got Daniel Robertson from the Rays for like cash. We traded the Derek Rodriguez to the Tigers for cash, and a different from the Rays maybe for other cash. Again, no one really, nothing really happened, and that's perfectly fine. I'm fine with us staying the same. I feel like we're a good enough team where. We're not last in our division, thanks Arizona, but we're also just able to have a little bit of success. Other than that, on the trade deadline, I'm like there wasn't too many things. The ones I'm confused about are how Miami is trying to stay competitive by trading Jonathan Barr, yet they also get Starling Marte. Yeah, a little bit confused on what's happening. Are they contending? Are they not? What was wrong with VR? He was really good. Um, Marte, very good. Kind of confused about that. But uh, Marlins, I mean, go Jeter, I guess. But other than that, I don't, I don't know what to do with the Marlins. That's yeah, that's my, I, my perspective. On the Marlins. It was, it was kind of confusing trade. No, I mean, we'll see how it goes. I think VR hasn't had the best start with the Blue Jays so far. Uh, but. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, he's definitely going to be a nice addition, I think. Uh, Bobichet is not going to return in near future, so I think uh, the Blue Jays uh, wanted to, to do something there. And then, I mean, Mart- I think Sterling Marta was probably the best position player that was dealt on Monday, you know? And, yeah. you know, I think Marlins are overachieving. Uh, after all that happened in the beginning of the year, it'll be interesting to see how that's going to work out. Uh, so the other, actually, like, a, a good segue to my next team is the Blue Jays. Because, like, they're not kidding. Uh, especially with the expanded playoffs. There, I'm looking at it right now, Yankees and Toronto or Buffalo Blue Jays this year, they have the same record, 21-18. And they got they got Robbie Ray, they got uh, Walker from uh, the Mariners, and they got Ross Stripling from the Dodgers. They got Daniel Wogelbach, and then we said oh, it. Okay. So I think I'm excited to see what they're going to do. I am excited. I mean, anyone but the Yankees would be really great uh, to come out from this division. But I, I like their uh, ambition on the deadline. I like the moves they did. I think they're going to help them. I mean, maybe not be better with the, than the Yankees, but compete with the Yankees uh, for that second spot from our division. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays, they're, they're going to run away with it. Uh, but, yeah, I my next pick is the Blue Jays because I think they got good pitching and, and some good, good uh, position players. So we'll see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, are we doing? Are we going to the next segment then? Yeah, uh, we could. I just wanted to say that I know it might be, it might sound that I hate on the Yankees too much, but I'm kind of confused uh, from them. Uh, I was expecting a yeah. deal. Uh, they got Paxton, Paxton that got injured. I mean, Judge is. We mm. don't know what's happening with him right now. He came back for a game and then couldn't play the next few. So, I don't know. Stanton is not back yet. DJ was out. Now he's back. Joe, he didn't play last night, so that's kind of weird. Pretty much like uh, Gleyber Torres is supposed to come back. I don't know if he's yeah, he played. Last night he played. He did? Okay. So, But yeah. he was injured for about two weeks. The only – like literally the only player – like last week that was good on that in their starting lineup was Luke Voigt. So Luke and then, and then Clint Frazier is kind of streaky too. Yeah, but like I was expecting for them at least to try to get a pitcher. Cause uh-huh. who do they have? They have Cole, they have Tanaka, and they have uh uh what what's the Man, I, I'm blinking right now. Half. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so th- that's three three starting pitchers. So, if, right. imagine also if got that. I, I don't know. I don't know. George, you might be hating on the Yankees. I agree. The Yankees are confusing. No, Honestly, see, I, if they just saved one for the September. I, yeah, I expected yeah. them to go for Clevenger. It's like, 
they have the they have the assets. They can offer up like I don't know Andujar or even Frazier or they like, they can do that. But yeah, I would have loved to see Frazier in the Indians uniform. But yeah, I'm gonna, I'm agree with you. The Yankees are confusing. I feel like though if they just save everyone for. October, they'll be fine. Like, if Judge comes back, like, three games ahead, Stan comes back three games ahead, Paxton comes back three games ahead, Cole figures out whatever is going on with him, then they come back. I feel like they're going to they're gonna do all right. But, like... Yeah, but, like, again, imagine, imagine, like, a matchup, let's say against Cleveland in the playoffs. It's like, who's going to pitch their fourth game? Or third game, even? True, true. That's that's yeah. that's for me is confusing and, and and it's gonna be interesting. I'm cheering against them every game, except when DJ and Void are in the lineup because I have them on fantasy. But I'm I'm happy with how this season is going, honestly. But it's also confusing too. Um, but yeah, I. We could switch right now, and maybe if you don't have anything to add on for the deadline. Nope, I'm done. I'm done. Okay, yeah. I'll just quickly gloss over some deals. The Reds got Archie Bradley from the Diamondbacks, a reliever, and Brian Goodwin, a good, uh, like a good position player. The Phillies, I said, Workman Henry, David Phelps, and David Hale, all uh, relievers all pitchers. Um, we said about the Indians, the Cubs got some players, Jose Martinez and Cameron Maben and uh, Andrew Schaffen and Josh, Josh Osage. Man, I forgot about him. He, he was on, on the Red Sox. I even like forget about who was all on the Red Sox. That's funny. Uh, but yeah, so yeah, Dodgers didn't trade much. Card like Astros didn't trade much. Twins were not there, uh, so uh, we'll see how that goes. And since it has been a month, we decided uh, to kind of uh, spend more time and highlight three teams and three players, different teams and different players uh, that has either have either surprised us or you know, left us speechless or we're disappointed or we're happy or so we're going to see how this goes. Ross, you want to start this one again? And yeah. And tell us what you want to highlight. So, so are we doing one then one? Is that what we do? We could do one team, you, one team, myself, and then one player and one player, and then just go back and forth. All right. So I'm looking at, basically who did the best this past 10 game split in the past seven days for my my top players and top teams Mm -hmm. because this is where like it matters the streaks matter like if you if you go on a streak right now that's what's going to matter so right now the top three teams that are on the streaks they're eight and two in the past 10 games each of them are the rays phillies and dodgers so i'm going to start with the tampa bay rays Again, the Rays are just really good. You can't really say much against that. They just have really, really dominated. They're they're smart. Their general manager is a super genius. They're, they're smart. They're able to have success. They're able to just 
compete. They're, they know how to win. They have enough depth. They have pitching. And a lot of these guys, I don't know their names, but they're really doing well. Like, let's see. I don't even how you know how you see this name. Mike Brousseau. All right. In seven at-bats, he has had two home runs. I mean, I don't know, man. Like, you just – like, when you have players who can do that for you, who come in maybe half the games, come in and are able to just swing the bat and get you that, that many type of – that just hit like that, that's how you win ball games. It's not about exactly – I mean, it helps if you have someone who can provide day after day after day. But if you have these hitters who are on a roll and you have enough of those hitters, then you start to have success. Um, Willie Adamez has been starting to hit uh, again. Uh, his slugging is 875, always a good number. Uh, just hitting doubles, hitting, hitting singles, hitting home runs. I mean, these are just the players that matter. I don't, I don't know what else to say. They, their hitting is just deep. They're deep all around. Their hitters go on streaks, and one one hitter goes on a streak. They're able to just, they're able just to succeed. Excuse me, succeed. Yeah. Nick Anderson, uh, their closer, apparently has been doing really good. Four saves. I'm looking at his ERA. Um, let me see what it is right now. It is zero. Yeah. That's that's I mean, pretty. You can get better than that. No, you cannot get better than that. In 10 innings pitched, he's had four saves. Whip is uh, 0.58. His average against is 111. He's given up four hits. I mean, that's just – I don't know, man. Like, it's harder to get better than that. It's harder to get better than your closer being shut out like that. And then I'm going to go down to see their starting pitching. Their starting pitching has done okay. They need to pick it up a little bit, but they've done all right. Blake Snell had a bad outing last night, but he's still really good. Tyler Glasnow is one of the dirtiest pitchers in baseball. He just has a hard time putting it all together. He doesn't have the experience that uh, a lot of other pitchers do, but when you look at his stuff, it is nasty. You don't want to touch that. You want to get close to that. Like, I can smell it all the way from California, and they're playing in Tampa Bay. <laughs> It's just that, just that stinky, that nasty. Um, Charlie Morton has also had a bad season, but hopefully he's going to flip that around. Also, let me go over to the Ks to show you how well he has done. I think I saw how many Ks uh, Glasnow has. I think it's like 57, which is pretty good in the shortened season. And if you're thinking about, like, how many innings he's pitched, let me go down. He has gone... 34 innings with with 57 strikeouts. I mean, again, no one wants to touch Tyler Glasnow. He has control problems. He's streaky sometimes and gives up bad pitches. But other than that, watch out for like a five-year veteran Tyler Glasnow. That's that's my first team. I'm gonna I'm gonna say. Yeah, and I couldn't agree more. Honestly, I, I wasn't gonna pick them even though they're awesome, and I'm, I'm just happy to see him. When you said a, uh, amazing general manager, I, I thought of Heim Bloom. Uh, so, because yeah. guess, guess where, the, where he is at right now. So I'm just going to say that. Nothing more. Nothing more about the Red Sox. All podcasts. Uh, I, hey, 
no ha there's no happier person than me uh, to see the race first right now. I I like to see that Glasnow. I can't. I think he's he has a rough start, but like he's getting much much better. So it's really exciting to watch him. Uh, my my pick uh, is without a doubt one of the hottest teams right now, Chicago White Sox. Man, they are good. Like I remember us talking about them as like one of the surprising teams that could come out. Um, out of uh, could come out out of uh, AL Central, yeah. and I mean, I chose them to win the division. They're on track to do that. The Indians and Twins are right behind them. It's gonna be like it's gonna be a really great race to watch. Um, man, I'm just looking at the stats: Abreu, Robert, and Eloy Jimenez. They have all above like 10 and plus homers 11 11 and 13 and then you have mm -hmm. Tim Anderson who had injury he has seven homers it's like their lineup is is really stacked and then you have uh, Grandal as well here you have McCann who is not the best hitter but he's a good defensive catcher he's good uh, he's a good catcher he's a yeah. good backup uh, for them Madrigal hasn't had the best yeah. start yet, but I see, I feel like he he's gonna be reliable for them, especially in defense. Moncada has has had some ups and downs, but I think I think he's is he's good at third base, and I mean can can go uh, and not talk about Lucas Giolito. It's like yeah, he had a rough start. Uh, I remember his debut. I was excited about it. He had, it was a rough outing against the Twins, was it? Yeah, against the Twins. But, man, he has been on fire recently. I mean, he, he – oh, sorry. Someone's on my door. I'll be back. You're good. Okay, I'm, I'm back. Uh, where was that? Lucas Giolito. The first no-hitter of the season, 13 strikeouts. Man, that was fun to watch. And and extra for me, you know this because you're in my league yeah. and you're playing against me, but I picked up Giolito the morning of his game to be my oh. starting pitcher. So pretty excited about that. I think if they figure out their reliever situation – I like Colome has been great, but like after him, they don't really have any reliable closer. So that's gonna be a challenge for the White Sox. But yeah, I yeah. do feel like they're gonna be really good. And I'm excited just to watch them in the playoffs. because uh, they're gonna make the playoffs. Like all of these teams, the White Sox, Indians, and the Twins, they're gonna make the playoffs. Which is, yeah, they are. Which is going to be interesting because, like, they're teams from one division, but they're going to make the playoffs. And, man, it's going to be exciting whether they play against the Yankees or the, the, the Rays or the Astros or the A's or, I don't know, who, who else is going to make it? Or the, maybe even the Blue Jays because yeah. it looks like it's going to be either the Blue Jays and the Mariners. 
uh, that last team. But like, man, I'm I'm excited. The White Sox love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'd agree with the White Sox. Luis Robert again, he's a grown man in like a 20 year old's body. You can't. Oh yeah. Hey. Like that's just a freak of nature uh, that we're blessed to watch play baseball. Oh yeah, I I remember like watching him. I mean, I watch I have him on my team, so I, I watched him extensively. But like, he is re- like even at his age, he's really reliable hitter. Yes, sometimes he swings at everything, but you know that comes with time. But even at at, at his age, he he has been he has been awesome. But yeah, let's yeah. move along. Who's the player? All right, so player. I'm going to do, again, splits for looking at who are the top players. I'm going to have to go with my guy, Alex Dickerson. Okay. All right, in 17 at-bats, he's got nine hits, four doubles, three home runs, all of one, all of which were in one game, seven RBIs, two walks, uh, only four strikeouts. I mean, I'm just listing off random numbers. His average this week has been 529. On base, 579. Slugging is 1,294, which is kind of insane. Again, his OPS is almost two. Yeah. Um, I love Colorado. I love players who play in Colorado, and their stats are so inflated. I don't know what else I can say. <laughs> um, we had one game in Colorado, 23-5. to let's go, let's go Giants. Um, it's just it's fun to watch people play in Colorado because every once in a while you're gonna have games that blow up like that. Yeah. Oh yeah. I I like your pick. I like your pick. I wasn't expecting it, uh, but I, I I would say that's a good pick. Man, can I go even any further and not talk about Tatis? It's like let's go with Tatis. Let's go just talk about him. Yeah, I mean, just his stats. It's like 40 home runs, 14 homers, 10 doubles, two, triple, two triples, yeah, seven stolen bases. Um, I don't see his average because I can, like, I have opened only uh, just clear numbers. But, man, it's so fun to watch. Like, we talk about, oh, baseball is boring and there's people don't watch baseball. It's boring. It's, it's, it's slow and, and everything. But, like, if anyone can raise the image of baseball being fun and, and baseball being exciting, it's Tatis Jr. Fernando Tatis Jr. Uh, I don't know, man. I... I love to watch him. I love to watch the Padres, honestly. Machado is awesome after him, and, and like, Hosmer is great. It just, yeah, I like you just just type in Fernando Tatis Jr. and and, and enjoy. Uh, that's my that's my advice to everyone. I like I think everything that we say is going to be just too much. Or, no, I, I agree. it's going to be the other way. Yeah. It's going to be, we can say enough how good it is. 
Well, it's, it's a little bit both. We can we can too, say too much because we can talk about them for forever. Oh but yeah, no, we could time, we could do that. Not, we don't. Yeah, but at the same time, it's too little because it's not. You can't talk about a player. You have to go watch him play. Oh yeah. Um, I have to say that. I mean, Fernando Tatis. I was a little skeptical of you last season. Came in with a little bit too much swagger, to be honest. Still has that swagger about him, which I'm not a huge fan of. I don't know. I just find that when he plays, it's fun to watch because of how hard he plays and how much hustle. Like with some players, like I'm, I'm just gonna bash on Machado for a little bit just because he played for the Dodgers and I didn't like the way he played. But just like the way where he does it so nonchalantly, no hustle. But Tatis hustles every single play. Like you could almost see him dive into first base every single time he hits a ground ball. Like that's the way he plays. Hits, hits grand slams on a 3-0 count. I mean, you can't get more hustle than that. Steals third on with two outs. Like, like he's just breaking all the unwritten rules because it's fun, and you got to play hard. Nothing is for sure in baseball, and nothing's for sure in other sports. And But with baseball, people just kind of take it for granted that, oh, you have to let the other team try. Why? That's not how sports play. You're supposed to go hard at every single play. Like in basketball, you don't like there's blowout games all the time by like thirty points. I with baseball, you can't do that. That that yeah. that's not fun. That's not fun. And especially like when you're a professional, like I, I get that philosophy when like youth level and then maybe like high school and stuff. Like when you're a professional, dude, you're out there to play and like and especially like with these unwritten rules. Like most of them favor the pitcher. I was like, yeah. Like, what's that all about? And I don't know. We could go on and on. I, and just because we don't have much time, I would speed it up a little bit. Yeah. And go with, uh, yeah, who's your second team that you wanted to? All right. Second team. I'm going to just, just blaze through this one. Uh, Phillies, they're eight and two in the past ten games. Reese Hoskins has been on fire. I think I saw like seven. Let's see, how, I forget how many home runs, but he's just been on fire. Slugging eight fifty seven, uh, doubles, homers, uh, hits, everything. He's just no. He's just a good hitter. Um, Alec Bohm was a good call up for them. Uh, already hitting for them, doubles, homers, just knowing how to how to play. Uh, looks like his strikeouts are kind of big, but that's okay. Other than, but like, I'm just glad they're putting it together. Like, if I'm I'm looking down this roster, this is a really good roster. Reese Hoskins, Alex Bohm, Jane Bruce, uh, Andrew McCutcheon, Gene Segura, Didi Gregorius, JT Realmuto, Bryce Harper. Like, these guys need like they should be better than they are, to be honest. They're it's they're pitching that kind of is eh, but Zach Wheeler deals, Austin Nola is dealing. Like these, they they're good, and they just need to finish out the games with their relief pitching. Uh, other than that, that that's basically what I have to say with the Phillies. That's my next team. Yeah, I yeah I, I agree. I think like with, especially with the trades they did for Hembry and for Workman, I think they'll be much better. Uh, at least they'll get a chance. Uh, their bullpen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My next my next team would be the. the Oakland A's. Uh, I mean, they had some. They had a tough week this week uh, with Corona and 
and everything. And But, man, I talked about them in the beginning of the season. I talked about them in our last episode. I'm super excited about them coming playoff time. I just love how they play. I love me some Matt Olson and, and, and Maddie Chapman, even though he had a pretty hard night last night, five strikeouts. That was it was heartbreaking to watch. But yeah. Yeah, the A's are for real. Uh it looks like they're gonna win the division, AL West. It's gonna be exciting to watch them. They added uh, what was the, the second baseman on the Angels, La Paglia, or how was Yep. So that's how you spell his name, not not the way I did. So I'm excited about that. The bad though, the bad thing though is that Simeon, he he's injured. I don't know yeah. when he's gonna be back. He was a very important part of that lineup last year. He was like third or fourth in in. Uh, in AL MVP voting, uh, but everything else. Loriano is good. Their pitching is good. I mean, Hendricks, Liam Hendricks is the best closer in the league. I don't care oh. about. Mm. Mm. I was going to say Josh Hader, but. Hader is good. They don't get me wrong, but Liam Hendricks has been constant for the A's from the beginning of the year till now. And, yeah, excited to watch. It's going to be a fun playoff with them. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy about the A's. Yeah. Um, again, crosstown rivals for the Giants. But, again, the A's just know how to play. Their lineup is deeper than people think. Um, what I find interesting is that they seem to get really good veteran players. You don't really hear too much about super young players, but that I think they're starting to change that with Chapman and with Olsen. But yep. even when you look at Chapman and Olsen, you think they're like five-year veterans. They're only playing for like the past three years. They, yeah. play, they play at that level, though. Um, I know the A's farm system is getting deeper and deeper. Hopefully they start to call up a couple people because they need it. I mean – uh, they need they need to play. I, I like to watch them play. So, um, yeah. And then should I go to, to my next player? Yeah, yeah. Let's let's clean right. it up a little bit and yeah, and, yeah. Player, I'm gonna have to go with Mike Trout. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say like three, like I don't know, maybe ten words. Three hundred <laughs> home run, league leader, uh, and franchise leader and uh, potentially GOAT, and um, I'm going to say uh, MVP. All right. That's all yeah, I That was good. That was good. I was counting with – I trust you. I'll go with yeah. Mookie Betts. I'll go with Mookie Betts. Uh, it's fun to watch him, man. The Dodgers are good. Mookie is good. He's hitting. He is fielding. You can't run on him. You can't do anything on him. He's just good. Uh, what's I think he has like what, like twelve or thirteen homers. It's just it's fun to watch him. Uh, again, it's sad yeah. to see him in another uniform, 
but I'm happy for him. He has been really good. He had a, a few games that he missed due to some injury. He's he's back. He's dealing. Man, he he he's out there. He's gonna be. I mean, after Mike Trout, he's probably the best uh, outfielder in the game. So, if not the player, so yeah. Uh, so that goes for my player, and then I'm gonna for my team. I was gonna do Dodgers, but I was like, no, that's not fun. I'm gonna do Indians. Um, just they're doing better than people thought. They're uh half a game back from tying the White Sox for a league leader, and well, yeah. And let's see. I mean, they're you can't. It's harder to get better than the Indians like just playing right now. They're Franmil Reyes is having a hot streak right now, which I love. Connecting, like, he's like their five hitter, just connecting the bottom half of the lineup to the top. And he's hitting 324. That's what you love to see from, like, I don't know how tall he is. Maybe, Georgie, you could Google that for me. But, like, he's a big boy. And when you have a big boy hitting 324, that goes far. That goes far. Um, Runs. Jose Ramirez. 29 runs so far. Again, just knows how to score. Uh, had a bad season last year. Coming back this year, just doing what he does. Home runs for them, nine. Uh, that's also by Jose Ramirez. RBI, Jose Ramirez with 26. Stolen bases, Jose Ramirez with nine. The guy knows how to play baseball. He has fun. Um, again, you're also forgetting about Francisco Lindor. Having a hard time right now, but Again, one of the most fun players to play, to just watch play. Uh, up there with Tatis, if he was having a better season, I feel like they, he'd be compared to Tatis, but um, hopefully he catches fire soon. Pitching, I'm looking at their stats. Uh, wins, earned runs, strikeouts, and whip all belong to Shane Bieber. Oh, yeah. Six wins, 1.20 ERA, 84 strikeouts. Holy cow. And 0.82 whip. It's harder to get better than Shane Bieber's, folks. It's harder to get better with his, with his pitches. He has like three pitches, folks. Fastball, curveball, changeup. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know what else to say. How do you do that? How do you do that? That's just. Mm, it's beautiful. It's it's he's a he's a master at work. At like I don't know how old he is. Probably in his early to mid-20s. Um, Brad Hand, their closer, got 10 saves on the air. I mean, love me some Indians. I love me some Indians. Oh, yeah. And I'll just add about Bieber. He's 25, by the way. Uh, okay. Like, he entered last year as the fifth starter on the Indians. Yeah. So, man. I, I I remember the conversation we had at the beginning. It was like I was not sure about him. Um, yeah. But, dude, he is the best pitcher in the league right now. And, and like, there's no close second, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah, the Grom, Cole, I don't know, whoever, they're good, but they're not Shane Bieber level this year. Yeah, um, yeah. So... I love the Indians. I think they're awesome. Uh, my team would be a team that hasn't really delivered yet. Do not say the Red Sox. 
Do not no. say that. <laughs> Dude, I know. The Red Sox are the worst team in the league. I, I hope we're the last team so we get the first pick. Uh, but it's the Cincinnati Reds. Um, their starting pitching is, is great. Bauer and Gray are top seven pitchers in the league, I would say. Um, uh, Luis Castillo a little bit. He allows more runs than he like he's used to. Their relieving is one of the worst in the league. I don't think – I mean, they're kind of like neck and neck with the Red Sox about worst bullpen in the league. So, that's, that says a lot. And they haven't been performing uh, offensively too. Like, Castellanos, he's been good, but he hasn't like, – he, he strikes out a lot uh, 43 times, in fact. Um Suarez is good. Winker has been great, but other than that, it has been really tough to find some like reliable um, positional player in their lineup. Mustakis hasn't really delivered. Uh, Vado is on and off. Uh, Senzel is still like not like not there. Casali, he's good, but he's good in defense. He's like, he has had. Uh, some good hits, but him and Fado, like Fado has played 34 games, Casali has played 20, and Casali's only one homer short, like short of Fado. So Fado's not having the best season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm glad that they added uh, who was a, a good one to their lineup. So we'll see how that goes. I'm glad Archie Bradley is in their bullpen right now. So they're they're getting there. But yeah, I do think they're still gonna make the playoffs now with the 16 teams. They're not that far away from it. But I expected so much more from the Reds. Yeah, they they need they should be better. Oh, oh yeah, they they have yeah. all the pieces. They just haven't haven't delivered yet. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which has been unfortunate, but it's kind of the way things go sometimes. So hopefully they'll turn it on next year again. I feel like it's a little late for them to start start getting back up there. I mean, third in their division, maybe make the playoffs, but still, that's not. I mean, I think I think like their playoff chances are not that low. It's like you like whoever goes against them if they're seventh or eighth. It's going to go against Bauer, Gray, and Castillo. That's powerful. Like, they're not even messed up. Yeah, sorry sorry to interrupt, but they're even fourth in their line. Yeah, but like, you know, they're not that far away. Like, who's going to make the playoffs in NL? The Braves are, the Braves, Cubs, and, and Dodgers, and Padres are making it. Then, all the rest of the teams are literally one or two games in between each other. So mm. they still have the chance. And, like, they could – I mean, imagine, like, Dodgers versus Reds, and you have, like, the matchups that you'll get from that series. That's a three-game series, too. Yeah, and, like, 
Sonny Gray and Bauer, and and you're like, what are you gonna do? And if Kershaw is not is the same Kershaw as he is in every playoff, <laughs> you know, Joker. I I I'm a, like, I hope the Reds get better. Uh, I don't want to see them against the Dodgers, but I still I still think they can do something. Still, so far, they haven't delivered, and. With this, we go with our last two picks. Uh, Ross, who's your last player you want to highlight? Um, I'm going to have to go with you, Darvish. Okay. Just, he's done better than I thought he was. Because yep. he's always been one of the players where it's like, eh, you Darvish, he's all right. And had a hard time in the 27 postseason, which now kind of figured out uh, wasn't completely his fault. But uh, just having – Having that was kind of messed him up for a season two injury concerns. But now with a 1.4 for ERA, seven wins, uh, let's go over strikeout, 63, only eight walks. Wow. Um, just He's just done really good. Giving up eight earned runs. Uh, I mean, I don't know what else you can say, but he's done really good. 50 innings, he's probably like – he probably might like he's sorry. He might get the NL Cy Young. Yep. It's between him and DeGrom for this NL Cy Young. Him, right? him DeGrom and Bauer. Yeah. It's I I, I couldn't agree more. The the most mind boggling thing though is that he's still a free agent in our fantasy. Really? Yep. So hmm. <laughs> it's either we're really bad at playing fantasy or no one really needs him but yeah I agree about Darvish it's it's always fun to watch him uh he's a like it's really hard to hit off of him and uh yeah not surprised about the such a low uh, number of walks he's he's given up I'll I'll finish this up with uh a surprising pick uh Luke Voigt Oh, whoa, whoa. Wait, no, 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 no. Georgie, what's wrong with you? He's a, he's a Yankee. You can't do this. You're on, You're on air. I appreciate good baseball. And, like, I talked a little bit about this, but the Yankees have been underperforming. They had a lot of injuries. And Luke Voigt has been the one constant that kind of keeps them alive this year. Uh, 35 games. 276 average. Uh, his OPS is 962. Not yeah, 962. 35 hits, 13 homers. Man, it's fun to watch him. It, it feels like whenever he's on base, he's gonna hit a homer, and it's always exciting. He's good. I have to say, I have to say it. He's probably the only reason why the Yankees still have a chance to to still compete uh, with all these injuries. And yeah, I had to I had to choose him. I'm not. I mean, I am a hater, but I'm not that big of a hater. So Luke Boyd is my my last pick. All right. So for the record, everyone, the reason why he chose Luke Boyd is he. He says he loves good baseball. Folks, Luke Voigt is on Georgie's fantasy team. I think that has more to do with this pick than anything else. Hey, I, 
I love good baseball. That's why I chose him now. That's why I picked him up last week. I I love good baseball. I like Luke Voigt. If Luke Voigt was not on Georgie's team, there was no way that he would talk about him. Dude, come on. I'm just he's, I'm making he's a good. He's good. All right, all right. I mean, you haven't – Yeah, I guess there's not, again, not many other Yankees to talk about right now, but DJ, – DJ's, DJ's getting back. It's fun to watch. Cole is underperforming, but I'm not going to go in, into that. Yeah. I, baseball is fun, man. I, I, love, I love watching it. Uh, yeah, I think we, we kind of did an hour again, which is – fun um i think we could end it up right now uh it was fun to to go over these things hopefully we'll keep the schedule and do one every week i think we should be able to do that especially now with the playoffs coming up one thing that is going to be fun to see is how they're going to do the playoffs there's some rumors that it might be bubble uh style like the nba so that's going to be fun and i mean (laughs) We can even want, talk some some NBA next week since I know that you're a big Rockets fan and it'll oh, be baby. the series against the Lakers. So, oh yeah, but, oh yeah. But yeah, it was fun. Uh, to all those that have been listening, thank you all. Uh, yeah, I guess see you all next week or talk to you all next week. All right, thanks, Georgie.